helping you stand your ground and get your point across so you can better communicate your needs. And at the same time, managing other people's expectations when they interact with you. I am Patrice Chestnut. And I am Benny Hicks. Helping, helping you manage up. Manage up, stand your ground and know what's up. Get your point across peacefully. Get your point across intelligently. Hey. Manage up, stand your ground and know what's up. Get your point across peacefully. Get your point across intelligently. Hey. You gotta manage up. Manage Up Tribe, this topic is about parenting. This episode, we're going to let you know that your children are not everything. And I know some eyebrows went up right then, but we want to really, husbands, wives, parents who may have this instinct to make their lives revolve around their children, we're going to help them understand why we need to take a deep breath and really evaluate our relationship, adult relationship, impact the lives of our children. So our guest today is Diana. Welcome, Diana. Woo woo. Hi. Nice to be here with you all. Hey, Diana. All right. Hi, so, Benny. <clears throat> Diana, tell us where you're calling from. I am in Northern Ireland. <laughs> Yay! So we have yeah. listeners. Wow. <laughs> yes. I'm originally from the U.S., but I'm a transplant. I moved here uh, just a, a little about 12 years ago with my Irish husband. Yay! Okay. Yeah. So tell us about, we got to get to know you and understand the dynamic before we can dive in and try to, you know, uh, offer tips or help you navigate these waters but describe your family how many people you don't have to share names or anything but just for us to get an understanding okay um well it's me and my husband and our three children um we have a almost 10 year old a six-year-old and a 15 month old oh. um boy boy girl boy they're very spread out um and that's basically us. Like, um, I don't have any extended family here. Everybody I know is um, back in the States, like as far as my family. And um, his whole family is here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> what, what was the situation or a, a example of a dynamic that caused you to reach out to manage up and say, hey, I think I can contribute or get something out of this episode? Um, I, funny enough, like when I, when I saw a friend was, um, mentioning about it and, uh, and what the topic was, I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I really can, um, get with that because <laughs> I had a conversation like a few years ago with a friend of mine about this very topic because it had become sort of a hot topic and people were talking about it in Europe. Like I find there's a big difference between sort of the way that some European parents um, parent their children compared to the way that we would in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of found that there's a lot more adult time here in Europe and it's unapologetic adult time. It is like, 
this is this is our time to be adults and the kids are in bed and that is it and it is you know there's a lot of boundaries around adults having their time and having their nights out and having you know dinner together and you know doing all these things and i read an article about i think it was french parents funny enough that are very very um specific about this and the way that they parent their children like there's there's adults like I remember one of the first things that when I first moved here that I noticed parents doing that I didn't really see anybody around me doing in America was that they would say um excuse me adults are talking and the kids were just like oh, you know and they would stop talking and it's like oh like I'm an adult like I get to I get I have precedence to speak over these children <laughs> and I just like they really there's a different attitude just toward children in general it's not that they don't love their kids because they really do and there are parents here in Northern Ireland that I feel really very much live through their kids um but I said to my husband I was like I would always pick you I I would always pick you I'd rather spend time like as an adult than always like in child and kid land and you know, I've spent the better part of the last 10 years having babies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I've, we, uh, we've had um, miscarriages and things like that that we've been through um, in our journey toward being parents of three children. And one just walked in. <laughs> and um, so it's just been a really long haul. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, like I just, to it immediately. I was like, I feel like I could talk about that because my husband and I are very, very careful to make sure that we give ourselves the space to have our relationship. And we talked about how important it is for us to be functioning well as a couple in order for the family dynamic to be healthy. Like if him and I are falling apart and not getting along, everything just goes to pot. So we, you know, it just really, it called to me. And I was like, I feel like I could talk about this. I feel like I could. <laughs> so, yeah. Diane, let me ask you a question. I'm just being devil's advocate here. What do you think about that first statement? Your, your children don't, you, you, your, your, your lives don't revolve around your children. Is that something that, because, you know, you know, when Vitrice said that, my, my eyebrow popped up and I was like, wow, is that a true statement? Do, can, can you look at that in, in a certain perspective and say, well, they, they really don't, but they, they are important in my life. I mean, how does that, how do you differentiate, you know, revolving your, your, your children around your life opposed to letting them live their lives and you live in yours and all doing it all in one accord? I mean, what is your viewpoint on that? Well, I mean, I can't say that my life doesn't revolve around them all together because a lot of my career decisions have been based on how are we going to be able to take care of our children if I'm doing this job. Um, because one of the things that that I did do a couple of years ago, I'm also a professional opera singer. Um, and yeah, I didn't tell you guys what I actually do. <laughs> so that's one of the things. And I decided that I was going to go on a three month tour of Germany, Switzerland and Austria and leave my two children in Ireland with my husband. And it was a crazy decision to make at the time, but it was something that I needed to do. So I was like, this is something I need to do. Do you support me in doing this husband? And he was like, yes. Okay. This is going to be hard, but like, let's do it. Go, you know, and I did, but ever since then I came back and our third child was a little bit of a, a, a very welcome surprise. <laughs> so 
like that, that influenced some of my career decisions from that point, because I do feel that I need to be here for them um, when they need me. And, but I also still, I, I pay for three days of childcare a week, whether or not I have three days of work I need to do in my business or not, my baby goes to childcare so that I have space. And yes, like I, I just need that because I feel a little bit over here, like, um, like a single parent sometimes because I don't have my mother here and I don't have like my family here to like support me. Um, so one of the things that we just discussed was like, um, I need some space to be able to like, just have alone time and do my work or do whatever I need to do. And he was like, well, absolutely afford yourself that, um, and the pandemic has obviously thrown some uh, challenges in there for everybody and everything. So our alone time now and our family time now consists of like after bedtime and we just sit and watch TV and that's the height of it. But like we've made the best of it, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I can see where like that would raise an eyebrow because it, it still kind of makes you go mm, because I still do absolutely everything for my kids, but it includes my husband as well in that. Like it's not like when I think of like, being there for um, the kids, it's for the whole family. Like everything that I do and all the decisions that I make as an entrepreneur are to support the family as a whole and as a, a functioning unit. Well, Does I, that make sense? I believe that our language plays a lot into our beliefs. And as I was listening to you, when you decided to tour as an opera singer, you said, I left my husband, I left my children at home with my husband. Yeah. But if you're yeah. one unit, that may have caused guilt that I'm leaving my children with my husband. But in actuality, and... your husband was taking care of them. And I think you and your husband have a very healthy relationship from what you know you share with us. I really do. But when I say things like, when I would say things like, well, I'm leaving them with so-and-so or I'm leaving, it brought about some sense of guilt as if I were being um, a selfish parent. Because what we're talking about in this episode is people who are struggling mm -hmm. with making their children everything, you know? Yeah. So that yeah. Oh, no, there surely was. There was definitely yeah. guilt. Like, don't get me wrong. Like there is like an attitude here that the mommy does most of the caring for children mm -hmm. and people here looked at me like, you're going to do what you're going to go for how long and you're going to leave them with him. What are you doing? Like, right. how's he going to, how is he going to manage, you know? And there was all this <laughs> and it was from his family, especially we're like, oh my gosh, you know, and they all rallied around him, you know, and I felt like, oh my gosh, they're going to think I'm, it was more guilt from external people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that they were putting on me that maybe, I mean, I was sure, like, I feel bad, like leaving him. Cause I know when he goes away that I'd be a bit, Oh God, can I do it? <laughs> you know, well, but I always, I always do. I mean, he's going away next week. <laughs> right. Let's clarify this though. People can't put guilt on you. You embrace whatever their negative belief is. And you accept it and, and accept that and you allow yourself to be guilty. But people can't put guilt on you. They have their yeah. But it's up to you to adopt or receive whatever this is that they're saying and deciding that this is truth 
or that it's an untruth. And so again, with that, if you were saying I'm leaving my children with my husband, that opened the door for you to accept the guilt of whatever opinions they had of you. Hmm. That's just mm -hmm. Diana, how did he feel about it? I mean, you know, because you said before you guys before you decided to, you know, leave, he was all he he was in he was in in, in favor of it, right? Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean he had his doubts and his moments where he was a bit right. like how are we actually going to do this? And when we sat down and we talked to a few of his relatives about here, um, my sister-in-law will make sure that they get to school in the morning and so-and-so is going to pick them up. And like when we laid it all out and looked at how it was going to look, it was like, okay, it's going to be a bit of a, a hustle, but like, we'll get through it. Right. And, and the day yeah. supportive, right? You guys were, yeah. what I hear is you were definitely a team. So I hate, I I don't hate to say this. I'm going to say this with all conviction. Sometimes you have to tell people this is not your lane. <laughs> we got, we got this, you know? <laughs> Cause oh, I, no, they were, <laughs> I mean, the same people, the same people that were helping or the same people were like, Oh God, he's going to be traumatized, you know? <laughs> and like, maybe he was a little traumatized. I mean, unfortunately, he didn't get to come over and see my performance because we had a blizzard for the first time in, in Ireland in like years. We had all this snow and he literally couldn't fly out to Austria to see my performance. Wow. So I was a bit bummed about that, you know, because I was yeah. away for three months and uh, I really wanted him to come over. Um, he's like, gosh, the kids miss you and all. And like I, I sort of had to compartmentalize some of the the guilt and stuff because I really could have got upset like the whole time I was away, you know, like yeah. worrying about them and and doing that. But I just kind of stayed in my lane and I did what I needed to do while I was over there and focused on the work because, I mean, it's not often as a mother of it was two kids at that time. It's not often as a mother that you get that space to really be able to focus on something like that for a, an extended period of time um so I took advantage of that you know to the full and I really enjoyed every minute that I had on stage over there and it was great and when I came back it was like okay I did that thing and what's next <laughs> you know back to reality right yeah yeah when you yeah. talk about that space I I really like the fact that he understood and you guys agreed that you needed this space because you still need to develop in, into Diana, the person. And Diana has skills and passions and things like that. So you uh, didn't allow yourself to be put on the back burner in regards to that. But with space too, even as co-parents, um, when I was divorced, and we lived at the time I was living in Alabama and he was living in the Washington DC area. And my son was under two years old and he wanted, his father wanted to be able to see him regularly. So every three weeks he would catch a flight, have him for four days and then return him. Wow. And I got, so much flack from people saying, how do you allow him to take your son? He's like, he's not, he's not even two, he's a baby. How do you allow him to take your son and 
just fly back and forth like that. They need stability. I said the stability is in being with both parents. And yeah. not my son. He's our son. So allowing him that opportunity to do that. Also, I told him, I want a break. I don't want to be mom 24-7. Oh, 100%. <laughs> the reality is we're divorced. But that doesn't mean that I have to have the kids 90% of the time. It means that we're going to share this responsibility and we're going to be co-parents. So him, he had the money to fly and make that happen and we made it happen. But I pushed back and did not accept their opinions of what a responsible mother does for a child who's less than two years old. Mm. Mm. Yeah, very good though. I mean, they do need to have both parents, absolutely. Like I have friends in similar situations that live a couple hours apart and they do make sure that the child gets time with both parents and that keeps them, it does keep them balanced then. Like, I don't know my kids, I don't know how my kids would function if anything ever happened between us. I think about it and I'm like, oh, don't even want to go there. But I know it's a reality. And if you're going to co-parent, then you have to, I actually, some of my friends say that the weekend that the kids are away is great because they have so much time for themselves. The mm -hmm. same thing you're saying, like you're getting four days to like, look after you and you only yeah right? with me there was distance you know it wasn't a, a day it was like a day's drive so it means that flying yeah. more convenient so it wasn't where the every other weekend was a reality for me so it, the saturday after school let out they flew and they were with him the entire summer until the saturday before school started Wow. That's brilliant. Yeah. So we're going to take yeah. here and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about um, really looking at your needs as a couple or a parent and how we address those and what other real life situations you may have where you need some tips and things like that. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, so we're back. So Diana, what is what are there some other things that you may or may not be struggling with or know of in, in this conversation that we're having that we could offer some tips? Um trying to think. I think one of my biggest challenges is really um this is gonna sound but like, because I'm over in another country and I don't have a slew of babysitters, I don't have my mother to take the kids. What are ways that parents who don't have a lot of support around them, but need time for themselves can create that time? Okay. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? <laughs> it does. Um, <clears throat> I was fortunate enough to have close friends and I made those close friends through um, either work where I attended for worship, you know, uh, where I took classes, I developed friendships with them. And so with that, um, several of them were single moms also. So we would pair off 
um, and take responsibility for different night outs for each other. Okay. Um, yeah. In your case, you know, you have extended family on your husband's side who can help. And maybe there's something you can do in exchange, like bartering for services. You want, um, you and your husband need a night out or time out with each other. And maybe there's another family who needs something that you could provide. So um, just exchanging that way um, and also, you know, looking at your friendships to see who you would want to do something like that with where, where they could see after the kids. Um, and then there may be some activities where it involves, I'm not sure in your neck of the woods, quote unquote, but where there's an event for parents with children, but babysitting is included at the event. So you asked, that would be so cool. <laughs> I wish <laughs> I wish there was stuff like that. <laughs> well, maybe you could be the person who kind of starts that conversation. Again, I don't Ooh. know what the environment is like there, but to start that conversation, because I'm sure you're not the only person who needs it. And if you oh, definitely not. I know there's a lot of people that are that are like 24/7 with their kids. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of people. I don't know, and I don't. I mean, it's not like it's even purposeful. Like some people like just choose that. They're like, this is what it is. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and, uh, and you know what I, I think mean, about Diana and this, you know, to you and Therese, you know, just sticking to the episode title, you know, are your children everything? They are not everything. That's the title. They're not everything, right? Well, not, how, not everything, not, not, not everything. everything, everything, no. But how often do you hear people say that Children don't change your lives. See, to me, that's one of the biggest misconceptions in the world. If somebody tells you that has kids and say, these children didn't change my life, my whole program, you know, of living change, you know, that they don't, they don't change my life, then I think they're being, they, it's not true. They're, 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 they're being deceiving or it's not they're being honest with you, you know, because I really- That is, yeah, that's a, a little far-fetched. Not I, everything though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they definitely change. They can change the trajectory. <laughs> like I, okay. So I originally wanted to be a performer. Like that's what I wanted to do for a living. And as I added children to my family, like I slowly realized that it wasn't really going to be possible for me, like on an emotional level to like go away all the time. Like mm -hmm. it would just be, it would be a little bit traumatic for them. Like my son still kind of talks about the time I went away for three months, you know? Um, so I started looking for things that were more local that I could do performing wise. I did quite a few operas here in this area. Um, and I'm actually getting ready to do a performance in um, next year, which is a, a month tour of Northern Ireland. So I'm still gonna be home most nights. Um, so it changed the trajectory. It changed like things, but I actually love my life even more because of the changes that I've had to make, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm just think, sitting here thinking you're going to give us a high note before we leave here. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might break the, the radio. I might break the. <laughs> break it, Diana. Break it. <laughs> May break the speaker. <laughs> And as 
you establish this network of parents, you know, who have the same needs as you do and you guys get to know one another and then get to a place where you can feel comfortable, you know, babysitting for each other so you can enjoy time together. You also have to have a conversation with your children who are old enough to understand um, because mm -hmm. it's going to become a new reality for them if you've not been able to get quite a bit of time away that fits you and your husband's needs um, to have for yourself, then you need to have a conversation because their reality changes. And so not that they are not agile, uh, but I think children appreciate the conversation and presenting it in a very um, exciting way, you know, um, and using analogies like when they get to spend time with their friends or play with their favorite toy or whatever that may be to help them connect with it's time for mom and daddy to have playtime, you know, or something like that. Yeah. So that's a good way to introduce that. And that way you don't have to, um, he can kind of let go of any anxiety that may to him resonate as something similar to you being away for three months. But he also becomes accustomed to mommy and daddy playtime. So yeah. it was <laughs> a part of his life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he he knows he knows that that he knows what I was doing for a living. He knows that I was over being on stage and the school where he was at the time made a big deal out of it. They're like, your mommy is a star, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they did make a big thing out of it. Um, so, I mean, he he does know like they understand now because of the pandemic that it's time for mommy to work. Everybody needs to be quiet. <laughs> Right. because I was working from home and I was homeschooling the top two and had the baby as well. But he actually kept going to childcare. So I got days where I only had the older two and was trying to school and do the online work. Like, I, I think everybody experienced like a crazy level of like up to responsibility during COVID. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's almost old enough to kind of understand you know, because I've made a point to make sure that the kids get their own time with us as well. Like, I'll take only my daughter to the grocery store, and that's our little time that we have together. And I'm like, okay, see how we have this time together? Well, mommy and daddy need to have their time together, too. Like, hey, they sort of, they're really, they kind of get it. Like, so, yeah, I have to relate it more to that. And, like, when they have their friends, because they spend a lot of time with their friends here. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little bit more um relaxed here in terms of like my daughter can go out in the street and play with her friends and I don't need to worry <laughs> because it's like my grandmother always says that here is like 50 years ago in the United States okay and I'm, you know what I mean it's a little bit behind the time not to say that there aren't dangers in the world here but it's it's quite safe you know so they they get a lot of free roam time you know around with their friends here in the street so they do they they understand you know, having their own relationship outside of the family and stuff like that. Well, good. So yeah. Did we give you some good tips that you could use? Yeah, you did. Like I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, it feels like I'm only really starting to make friends here. I mean, I'm here 12 years and I do have lovely friends here, but a lot of them, the ones that had children have moved away okay. or one of my best friends doesn't have children yet. So it's, 
it's like if I had a friend that that had kids that was around like I feel like we would support each other more and I actually just met an American mm-hmm. who um also married an Irish man and moved here around the same time as I did and she has twins that are the same age as my daughter and they're in the same class and like we're starting to chat and it's like oh well maybe we could maybe we could do something like that or it's like oh you just want to have a night out just bring the kids over here you mm-hmm. know, and maybe, you know, things like that. Cause it, it does help when your friends have kids too, because then it's just one big party. Like I remember when I was a kid, like loving to be around all of my cousins and like just being so excited when everybody was all together and the parents were upstairs having a party and all of us kids <laughs> were downstairs having a party, you know? So <laughs> there's yeah. that. Yeah. How oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. So we, we have decided that we agree with the topic that your children are not everything and we are going to move forward finding ways to um just balance out the whole family life and make sure every we create a win-win-win for everybody all righty well thank you diana thank you both i really enjoyed this me too awesome awesome all right take care hey manage up tribe Remember to subscribe to the Manage Up podcast so you can stay connected. Get social with us on Facebook and Instagram. Join the follow-up conversations after this show on our profile pages. But remember, keep it positive because we're here to empower the Manage Up tribe. Manage up, you gotta stand your ground and know what's up and get your point across. Peacefully, get your point across. Get your point across peacefully. Get your point across intelligently. Hey, 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 manage up. Stay your ground and